0: Welcome to Beyond the Field, your property finance and general discussion podcast series powered by Money Empire. We're a team of financial advisors here to help you tick off your property and finance goals.
1: When we say beyond the field, we mean this to be beyond whatever field you're used to.
2: So kick back, relax, and enjoy the podcast.
1: My name is Kane. I'm here with one of my normal guests, Issa Nasiwa, and we've got Rosie in the hot seat today, who is our top insurance advisor here Hi at Money Everyone.
2: Empire. super happy to be back.
1: Issa, are you awake? I am, he I'm is. rearing He's. to go. He Ballstrom. is, yeah. <laughs> right, let's get into some stuff which um, is pretty topical at the moment, and we're going to talk about travel insurance. Mm. Now Rosie, I'm not going to throw you in the deep end because this is um, quite a in-depth I suppose topic at the moment just with COVID and insurance but what are your thoughts on travel insurance at the moment where it stands and what I mean by that is if you were flying overseas today would you be taking it out and then secondly what would you be looking for in that policy?
2: Mm, Good question so I think with the travel insurance it's important to have wherever you go Obviously, things are excluded more so with probably pandemic exclusions if you're travelling. Um, but you know, there's other things that can happen to you other than uh, getting COVID at the moment um, while overseas. So it's important to secure um, that safety net with the insurance um, for other things.
1: Mm. Oh, I'm going to throw something out there. When I went to the states a couple of years ago, take my family. Um, I made sure that I got comprehensive travel insurance, which was actually fully medical underwritten for every family member. And I think that cost me close to a grand. But for a peace of mind that if I got over there, something happened to me or my kids or my wife, that we could go to a private facility and get it all taken care of and I could be 10, 20, 30 grand in a hole if I didn't have it. $1,000 meant Obviously, a blanket for me.
0: Well, that's the that's what we hear most in the media around real horror stories for people that have gone overseas. No one goes overseas to get injured in a foreign country, yet people go overseas, they break an arm, they get sick, they end up in a hospital, and we hear the bills racking up to ten, twenty, thirty thousand mm. dollars, hundred thousand dollars. Did the person take out any life um, travel insurance? majority of times no mm. and these are the horror stories and i guess where a lot of insurance gets a bad name because this is what's plastered across the media so you know when you take out comprehensive travel insurance for a safety net for your family you can travel with the confidence of knowing that hey in the worst case scenario someone got injured then or or sick then you can go to a hospital and be taken care of because it is paramount that you know we always hear this terrible stories of people getting racked up um, $100,000 in in hospital debt while overseas.
1: Absolutely. Now, Rosie, I'm going to throw it to you. Um, COVID pandemic, the key things on taking out insurance travel policy at the moment is to read the fine print because there's most likely going to be exclusions for any COVID-19 related um, illnesses or travel, right? Always important. Always important. But um, I suppose making sure you know what you're getting yourself into so if you're going to if you're traveling overseas and you go to a country where you potentially the country goes into lockdown what you're covered for right making sure that the um insurance in your head is detailed enough that you go okay cool if i can't get home for whatever reason um, i have enough money to survive and keep going And that potentially the travel insurance won't cover that because I can tell you that's where a lot of people are going to come unstuck.
2: Exactly, yes. So anything related um, or linked at all to the pandemic will really throw you in the deep end. So, you know, extra few nights accommodation, who knows how long you'll be stuck there. Some people have been stuck overseas um, for months and months mm. um, some still trying to get home so it's important to plan for that or have um, option B Yeah, um, really really important I mean going back to even what Isa said um, I've got multiple friends who have actually been overseas in say Thailand we've mm. um, got things like food poisoning quite severe food poisoning um, but had that travel insurance so they were looked after really well yeah. um, while they were overseas
1: what we've got to realise is in New Zealand we have such a great public health system that um, we just forget around these costs. Now, when you go offshore to some of these second or third world countries where there isn't so much money in the public system floating around, when you go to hospital and you're going to a public hospital over there, what you actually get for your treatment is bugger all. So making sure that that travel insurance is covering some private facilities for you to get back on your feet to get your home. What I'm going to throw at you, Rosie, is what it would be your personal approach or if you put your advisor hat on, what would be your advisory approach moving forward with travel insurance in this current climate?
2: Well, if you're lucky enough to be travelling in this current climate, um, I would certainly be looking at getting um, uh, getting the travel insurance. I would explore the different insurers, mm-hmm. um, really looking into the policy wordings there, um, certainly approaching an advisor um, who specialises in the travel insurance to look into that for you yep. as well, and just really understanding around what those parameters are for um, covid Needing to know what you need to do to plan just in case it's not covered Um, and essentially as well also going back to what you said Kane really understanding what we are covered here um, for covered here for in New Zealand um, and understanding how far that goes you know like how far do the limits go of things like ACC so we're very lucky with that here in New Zealand but you know does it cover us overseas? Probably not, um, and um, not being able to walk around overseas with this idea that we would be covered if something was to happen, like an accident outside of the country. Yep. So it's really important to get our heads around that and educate ourselves.
1: I hate hearing from people. Oh, I've got travel insurance. Travel insurance. It's on my credit it's card. On my credit card. You know, they've given it to me. It's on my credit card. Whoop-de-do! Come on, like you're not medically underwritten. You're pissing around. <laughs> Like, come on.
0: Yeah, having a credit card does not mean that you have travel insurance. Uh, hear this right now. Um, a real popular myth and mistake we hear out there. Um, so, yeah, do your research and understand what you are buying. And the majority of times, um, you get what you pay for. I'm going to throw
1: it out there. If your insurance, whatever your insurance is, if it's not underwritten, How do you know you can claim on the phone? Oh gosh, And just quickly actually, Rosie, finish off, explain what underwritten means.
2: Yeah, so underwriting is the process where the insurance company actually assesses your application. They look at the medical information disclosed in the application, and if need be, go through to your general practitioner to gather more notes on your medical history. And that's what the underwriting process is about. It's about assessing the medical history and coming back to us with your terms on your medical history to make sure you're actually covered for
0: you're applying for
1: boom travel insurance 101 covid style
0: hopefully you enjoyed the podcast today for more info on this podcast and a heap more check us out on beyond the field on instagram facebook and linkedin and hit the subscribe
1: button
2: take the reins of your future and feel empowered with beyond the field